Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Please pray with me. Dear God, I agree with Father Tripp. I pray that your words would come through my mouth and that you would anoint me to speak truth. Even if I don't speak everything that's on the paper, I pray that it would be your words and not mine, and that you would just uh, bless this church family. Thank you for this time to share your work that you've allowed me to do with them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I flew from Charlotte, North Carolina, to Yaoundé, Cameroon, on December 28th, 2018. It was early in the morning when we packed up the car and set off for my new home, new job, new life. As my dad drove my mom and myself to the airport, I received a call from a friend of mine that I'd met at training uh, the summer before. She lived in, and worked in Cameroon in years past. Rose, she said, once you've settled, I want to hear all about your first impressions. Tell me about the smells, the colors, anything that first catches your eye and stays in your memory. I want to know what it was like for you when you first entered, entered Yaoundé. I told her that was no problem. I'd write to her of all the first impressions, smells and colors included. And when we landed in Yaoundé and disembarked from the plane, I remember two things. Everything looked green, or maybe sepia, and I was hit by a wall of humidity. It was like stepping through a blanket of water. I was still in my uh, northern hemisphere winter attire and my head was all fuzzy. As it turned out, one of my suitcases had not made it through and was still in Paris. It was the one filled with all of my books. I was very sad. So off to baggage claim, uh, I went. Just push through the, through the line, hold out your ticket, and stare at the woman behind the desk. She'll help you if you are assertive, the airport worker informed me. He returned moments later to find me standing in a crowd of people and looking helpless, even distraught. You have to be pushy, assertive. You're not being assertive. This was so stressful. I had no way of preparing for the lack of lines and the every-man-for-himself mentality that was now overwhelming me. Thankfully, we got the needed ticket and were told to come the next day, which went so much more smoothly as I had learned to be pushy and to stick up for myself. <laughs> this was my first impression. Yaoundé is putting natural selection into practice, and I feel like a fish out of water. <laughs> I'm grateful to report that I learned much more of Cameroonian cultures, was taught by experts, and had a cultural buddy for my first month in country. And yet I found that every month, or even week sometimes, I was faced with new, unforeseen challenges. God, I'd like to stop. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I'm homesick. I would like to stop, but I'm going to stay and walk by faith. Will you help me do this? You called me here, and I want to do this job well for your kingdom. I'd pray that many days in a row. I'm not trying to paint a picture of solitude or depression. Not at all. I was very happy. But I am uh, being honest. The first few months were difficult and quite lonely, um, and culture stress was a constant battle, as it always is, despite the, the help I was always being given. But God gave me strength for culture stress battles. He is faithful in all he does. How thankful I am for that. I also found that I struggled to stay healthy for the first eight months in country. It seemed that each month there was some new medical stress battle as well. This was quite discouraging. Whether it was malaria or amoebiasis or just a simple cold, it was really very difficult not to feel downhearted. Did God want me in Cameroon? Why couldn't I stay healthy? 
And there was this voice in the back of my mind that said, you're not doing enough, you're resting too much, are you even a real missionary? This voice was popping up when I was on the couch with a fever or puking or something like that. Even though I knew it was a ridiculous voice to trust, I still felt enormous guilt over being ill. And to be honest, I feared that the longtime missionaries were judging my poor health. They weren't at all. In fact, many of them told me that they had been sick like that when they first came as well, that my body was adjusting, and that it was so normal. I cried out to God in desperation one day, and he sent a friend over to say just what I needed to hear. Do not feel guilty about things you cannot help. It was so simple, and yet it truly ministered to me. It was spoken to me by a veteran missionary that I respect so much. But why do I share all this? I share it in part because I myself used to paint a perfect, happy-go-lucky picture of missionary life. I mean, I, I knew that it was rough sometimes, and I feel like I was prepared for the changes and transitions, but I still had a picture in my head, and it was totally smashed to pieces. I also want to share all of this because God used every piece of it to teach me and to grow my walk with him. I want to share some of the stories God, um, how, of how God has taught me stories from life on the field as a missionary kid teacher, and some of the finished Bible translation projects that have happened since I moved there a year ago. To start off, um, I'd like to share what God has been teaching me. And I do hope that um, what I share will likewise minister to your hearts. I've spoken of feeling lonely, even in the midst of people who showed me nothing but support and friendship. It was lonely to be in a new place where my true self was not yet known and familiar people were not to be seen. God spoke to my heart uh, with many familiar, familiar and different scriptures. One was Psalm 16, mainly verses 2 and 5. Verse 2 says, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. And verse 5, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. I was encouraged uh, by God, that he is all that I need, and that he was and is with me and was providing the right friendships. But before the friendships came, I needed to learn to rely on him, to seek him truly and fully, and to be reminded that he is my good. He is my portion. I need that reminder still, as I'm a sinner, a human, I'm fallen. I must confess, I don't always seek God's face in times of distress. Just because I've learned this from the Lord in my time in the mission field doesn't mean that I put it into practice every single day, though I wish I did. I may put on a movie or get lost in a book before turning to God and seeing that only he can fill those empty places. My friend Sophia, a young and very new missionary, I mean, she graduated from college and then got on a plane and went to Cameroon. <laughs> she reminded me of this the day we met. We were discussing single missionary life and how difficult it was to leave our families. She also has uh, four siblings that she's very close with. She shared that God has grown her dependence, on, her dependence on him as she's lived in Cameroon. She said, God is and was always all that I needed, but I would forget and, and I'd read a book or watch a movie or talk to a friend or family when I was distressed. Moving here and not knowing anyone has pushed me closer to my Savior and my God. I need to always be this close to him, and I'm glad he has pushed me in this way so I could grow in my relationship with him. These were my sentiments exactly. How good it was to hear another person going through exactly what I was going through. God also taught me something that he has been teaching me my whole faith walk. He can use me anywhere, at any time, under any circumstances. I just need to be clay in his hands. I was taught this while battling illness and feeling kind of useless. 
God spoke uh, Psalm 127, verse 2 to me. In vain you rise up early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those whom he loves. What I heard from God in this scripture was that I was trying to do all the work on my own and was working so, so hard in my strength and that this was all for him and whether I was sick or well, he could use me. He calls each of us to different places and does not call us to be perfect, supermen or superwomen. No, he can use any person in any place for his kingdom. And striving for perfection was not a part of the plan. Striving for his glory, that is the plan. We have weaknesses and need rest. God gives us rest and it is a gift. Why do we run from this precious gift? I do not mean to say that God is calling you to forever be a sloth on the couch or that toil is negative, no. What I mean to share is that God taught me the value in rest, that I have weaknesses and must learn to yet again, going back to the first lesson, depend on him and not myself. He is in control and can use us no matter where we are. We are just called to be willing to be used by him. The last time I was sick, thankfully that was a while ago and I've been very healthy, um, I was unable to go to school for about a week and I called my mom. I was feeling pretty low. She said something that was, again, really simple, and yet it helped me so much. And I believe that God truly spoke to me through, through these words. God can use you anywhere, even on the couch. Right now you are sick and need rest. Ask him to help you rest. You'll get better. And I did get better. And God did use every single sickness to grow my faith and help me rely on him for my strength and not on me. Amen. May God encourage you as you rely on him in whatever you are facing right now. And I pray that he will continue to grow your faith as you walk with Christ through any and every season of your lives. Next, I'd like to share um, some stories from life as a missionary kid teacher. I must confess, teaching children from so many different countries and cultures can be quite tough at times. My seventh grade class, uh, life science class, is filled with Cameroonian, British, Korean, Costa Rican, and American kids. They love each other, they love the world, they love to learn. Um, not all of them have a relationship with Christ, but they're so close, and I continue to pray for them. The ones that know the Lord teach me a lot. Um, they, their love for God and people is strong, and it's quite convicting. It's beautiful to witness their childlike faith. If I share that I've had a rough week and need prayer, they actually pray for me, and then they ask me the next week how I'm doing. They're so sweet. <laughs> now, I've, I've shared that it's been, it can be tough, and it, it can be. They come from different countries and worldviews. Schools are very different in Cameroon, and the Cameroonian students totally struggle with our school system and manner of teaching when they first come in. Though it is tough to figure out the best way to teach them all as a group, it is so rewarding to see each one of them grow, to see them enjoy learning, and to hear them explain topics to each other. The most rewarding part is seeing their faith and how they love and accept each other. Differences do not stop them from forming solid friendships. They have taught me a lot just by being loving, accepting, and kind. Other classes have struggled in this area. The current ninth graders struggle to see past cultural differences, and it has been so difficult for them. Um, from eighth to ninth grade, they've grown a lot, and it's been rewarding to see. One student in particular, Lara, truly struggled when I first met her. She felt different and had difficulty adjusting to the new school. It was not like her old school. She had to bully there in order to survive. The, the academics were easier for her. It was mainly rote memorization, and she could do that. It was a tough place, but it made sense. But RFIS, everyone was from everywhere, and the teachers were weird, and almost all of them were American, and the teaching was totally different. And they talked about God there a lot. 
And her teachers wanted a relationship with her, and they cared about her, and they would look her in the eyes, which she's in Cameroon, that's really rude. You're not supposed to look your elders in the eyes, but the teachers here wanted her to look them in the eyes. It was so weird for her. It was a lot to adjust to. She struggled in her faith, and all of her friends at the school at RFIS were other Cameroonians. It was just easier that way. She shared with me that it was more comfortable and that it should be easy to make friends and that it is better to look and act alike. She was very honest about that. Well, she's come a long way. She's not quite there in her walk with God, and she still stays in a safe and comfortable clique. But she is starting to ask deep and hard questions about God. She's starting to want to grow closer to him and to truly walk with Jesus. It is baby steps, but I can see her walking centimeter steps closer to God each week. And the miracle is that she's comfortable to talk to me now. I thought that was impossible. All the kids are the reason that the teachers are there serving. But students like Lara remind us that not all the students there know Jesus and that not all of them want to know Jesus. We pray to be a light for God's kingdom and that the students' time at RFAS will plant seeds. We do not always see the outcome, but thankfully many students come back and, and visit and they share that their time at RFAS grew their walk with God brought them to true salvation, and prepared them for the next stage of life. I've not been there long. Um, I've only heard stories of these students. I pray that each student I know now will have the same story when they graduate and come back for a visit. My colleagues at RFIS share that they know that God is using them there to minister to these kids, and that helps them to keep going even when they have really tough students. God is planting seeds, and they want to be faithful to do his work. I'm thankful for their faith, for their reliance on God, how they've helped me as I've adjusted to a new life and culture. They've reminded me why we are doing what we are doing, that work for God is never, ever in vain. Whether we have the blessing of seeing the harvest of the work or not, it is never vain to serve God by faith and to plant his seeds. Most of us came to teach because there are so many kids there who need teachers, whose parents often feel compelled to leave the field because their children's education is suffering. Having a missionary kids' school is a huge gift to the parents and the kids. It is a place where their children can learn and grow academically and spiritually. I've actually had a lot of parents thank me personally for coming so that they could continue their ministry and Bible translation or work as a pilot. It is super humbling to hear that. I was reminded last week uh, that we are supporting Bible translation when the latest New Testament was finished in Cameroon. I was sadly unable to to go to the Bible dedication, but my friend Cece was able to go. She shared that it was truly remarkable to be a part of God's word being dedicated to a specific language group. And that reminded me that as we teach, linguists are working on translating God's word so that every tribe, nation, and tongue can read God's word in their own heart language. I shared their needs before coming on the field, but actually seeing the work being done and meeting linguists has made those needs uh, much more real to me. We are super blessed to be a part of God's work in this way. And there's still many more language groups that are waiting for God's word to be translated into their, into their mother tongue. Please continue to pray for these groups. And if you'd like to know more about a specific language group that is in need of prayer in this way, you can come see me after the service. I have this huge list that goes forever and ever that shows different languages all over the world, I have Cameroon open on the table so that you can have a look at some of these specific languages. It's from last year, so I thank God that some of them are no longer actually a part of the list. Wycliffe also provides many prayer resources for specific language groups all over the globe. I'm thankful for those prayer resources as they've helped me to see exactly how to pray. 
I want to thank each one of you yet again for praying for me, for sending me updates and encouraging emails and for giving to my ministry needs. And for those who sent packages filled with goodies, I'm very thankful for that too. It's been truly awesome to share in God's work as a family. I am very thankful for that.